Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Why do so many hauntings have such physical characteristics? Can ghosts carry guns? Are there ghosts of guns? Hey there, and welcome to the 449th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and no strange questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. So this evening, we bring you an old friend to report on a very unusual case in Massachusetts. If you'd uh, like to ask a question or make a comment, you can call us locally at 401-766-1240, or anywhere from the United States, uh, or Canada, actually, at 800-449-1240. I'll correct that. It's the 489th show. My son's using Emerson Math or, or Woonsocket Math. Sorry, you know. Emerson Math. Yeah, I can't, can't, <laughs> can't do math. All right. Uh. Anyway, Shane Searway has been a paranormal investigator for many years, and along with his wife, Karen, helps people with paranormal and spiritual issues. I first met Shane about 13 years ago during a case right here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. I don't get close to people easily, and I seldom work with other investigators, but Shane and I were brothers from the start. I have always found him to be able, compassionate, spiritually adept, and with his feet on the ground. His website is www.trueghost.com. He and his family live in New Hampshire. Shane is a native of Worcester, Massachusetts, on the edge of our listening area. So, Shane, welcome back to Behind the Paranormal. Good evening. How are you guys doing? Ah, wunderbar, wunderbar. Alrighty, so let's uh, get right to uh, the show. Uh, before we uh, play our recordings, uh, tell us about the case in uh, Pepperell, Massachusetts. Well, the, the family lived in the home. There's three generations, actually, that have lived in this home. And it started with um, back in about 1953 when the, the first generation had moved into the house. The house was constructed by material excuse me, uh, the materials that were collected from the uh, debris from the uh, tornado um, in Worcester way back in the day. Um, so they, someone went down there, collected a ball of debris, and built this house. And so that's, this family uh, moved into it. Um, and right off the, right off the bat, they started experiencing some, some paranormal phenomena. Um, they were hearing voices, growling, footsteps. Uh, they had, at one point, the, the, uh, the, uh, let's call her the grandmother since there's three generations. We'll, she's the first generation. We'll call her the grandmother. She was in her bedroom. She heard a knocking at the, at the door. She opened the door and there was a, like a, a two, three foot tall, uh, porcelain doll, like an old fashioned porcelain doll that was hovering in the air at eye level and it stayed there for a few seconds and it dropped to the floor. Um, there were there were all kinds of knocks on all the doors, strange lights throughout the house, you know, flashing in the middle of nowhere, you know, discharges and whatnot. Um, so that's it. Started with with that family. the 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 father, um, let's call him the grandfather. I'm sorry, the grandfather. After moving into the house, began to display um, signs of rage and anger, and be, um, became an alcoholic. Um, he would get massively intoxicated and go up to the room the room that is kind of a focal point for me during this investigation from the get-go um, he'd go upstairs to this room with a shotgun and he would just cock it over and over again and click the trigger and cock it and click the trigger and he'd breathe heavy and the the um 
the, the grandmother, I should say. I'm getting, I'm getting confused with all the three uh, generations, excuse me. But the the, the grandmother um, or the, the lady of the, the head of household, she would gather the kids up, put them in the car, and they would take off for the night. Um, and, I, and I asked them, I said, were you in fear that he would kill himself? They said, we are in fear that he would kill us and kill himself. And <clears throat> so they, they would take off for the night. And he he pretty much this, this this got worse once all the kids grew up and moved out of the house. He became even more withdrawn and and more angry. Um, and once they once they left the house, um, it wasn't as bad. He he didn't drink as much. He he um, he actually he he stopped drinking and he got better. Um, eventually, he, he you know he developed dementia and passed away. But um, it was definitely his house that. I think um, really escalated, you know, some problems with him psychologically and, and, and whatnot. So I think something might have latched on to him because it carried on through the generations pretty much the same way. And we can get, you know, more into that. But um, the, the the next generation, um, after the, the parents moved moved out, the, the, the lady that owns the house now, um, <clears throat> She she married. She had a husband who was fine. Uh, they moved into this house. Same same behaviors. Very angry. Very abusive. Um, the daughter, the third generation, um, has told, she sent me an email just yesterday saying that he was abusive in every single way. Um, not a very nice guy at all. Um, and <clears throat> she said after her parents got a divorce. Um, Things got worse. Uh, she became a target of this entity in this house, um, and, and you know we have different things going on as we discussed the the, the gunshots being heard and, and the clicking of the gun. These you know emotional time slips or or whatnot. But I think this was all brought on. <clears throat> These strong emotions were all exasperated by, you know, this this parasitic entity that had crossed in over the first home and the uh, the grandmother, the first generation that lived in this home. She, she, you know, she she used to say all the time that this thing is a train stop for spirits, and she said that since day one. And I think she's right. I think it, it definitely has an open door, and um, and something nasty is is a. Uh, stayed you know came in and stayed and and just feeds off of these people and you know the 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 families you know they admittingly they say um we've been quite dysfunctional over the years very very dysfunctional family um and certainly that's probably one of the things that attracted this entity in and this thing is just feeding off of it and and bring them down deeper and deeper and deeper um the house is now being renovated. They're, they're going to be renting it out, and that's how they got in contact with me. They want to make sure that this thing is suitable for another family. Um, and so we've we've gone in there and we've been investigating it. You know, over the last two or three weeks, um, they no longer live there, but the house is 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 still active because they still have an attachment to it. They still visit it, and um, right now it seems to be attached to the the third generation daughter. Um, Who's a, a new new mother, um, a twenty two year old, and this thing, you know, when she was at the house, whenever she, which we we definitely try to discourage them to address if there is a negative entity. You know, of course, we don't want them talking to it; we want them to ignore it. Yeah. Um, but she she did she wanted to kind of confront her fears and and things, and she whenever she tried to um, address it in any way. 
the house just went crazy. So this thing is definitely reacting to her and attached to her at the time. So, and that's that's the next step is where we need to get into treating her and freeing up her, you know, her life and um, her internal dialogue and and everything, so she can get get on with her uh, new newborn baby and her new. She's you know she's engaged and and start fresh without this thing hanging over. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I'm just trying to get the timeline straight here, Shane. Uh, so 1953, yes. uh, the year I was born, by the way, uh, there was this terrible tornado in June of that year in the Worcester area. It uh, was the, probably the largest tornado in the recorded history of New England, and it started up by Quabbin Reservoir and went across the state and ended, I believe, around the Burncoat District. And actually, it ended at Hopedale, I think. And uh, I remember my father, who is a, was a Worcester native, uh, putting... I don't remember. I don't remember this myself because I was just a few months old. But my mother said he put us in the car and he was concerned about his friends and relatives from Worcester. We went up there. Now, when was the house built? In I believe what they told me was 1953. Fifty three with using materials from many of the houses that correct were destroyed. Okay, all right. That's uh, not not an unusual procedure. And the family moved in uh, at that time, and you've had three generations in there until very recently, right? Correct. Okay. All right. Um, well, you, you know our theories and methods because, uh, you know, we, we've worked on a case or two together. And w- what do you think? What is your interpretation? What's going on? Well, of course, you've, you've really almost, you've really given uh, some of the interpretation, and that's uh, something I would certainly <clears throat> agree with, not having been involved in the case, but, but just hearing it, that you probably have um, a, a parasitical entity or one or more and you have an area that um, I, I very. I, let me ask you this: What is the site like? Uh, have you investigated area the area around it? Is is it rural? Is it urban? What's what's the site like? Um, it's a it's a typical you know uh, residential area. It's not too busy. It's 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 uh, Pebble's not a very large town any anyway. No. Um, you know, old town. It's got quite a history in itself, but um, it's just a typical residential street in a in a in a smaller town. Um, and you know, neighbors are you know not too you know like within an acre or so, half an acre away. Um, <clears throat> actually, on this property, there's two homes. There's, there's the main house and then the cottage, and I believe they own both. And they, they right now there's a resident in the in the smaller cottage, and I I don't believe that there's been any activity reported there. Uh, but there has been activity reported outside the house. They used to get footprints in the snow yeah. outside their window that that just didn't come from anywhere. They they were just there and they didn't leave. They just footprints that that just came from you know out of no place. I said the windows like somebody was peering in them. Yeah. Well, every, everything you say is familiar to me. What's unusual about this case, as you describe it, Shane, is that there are, uh, were uh, <clears throat> uh, sort of dramatic and immediate phenomena. In most cases, uh, like this or not like this, I've found that people will move into a house. It usually takes uh, three to four months or more for the, 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 so to speak, the chemical mix, if you will, or, or the, the, the recipe kind of get mixed in the right way for phenomena to occur. Uh, you know, the people have to fit in with the other ducks that are in line and this sort of thing but this seems to be a very negative situation from the get-go uh the the past history or you could even say the future history there's got to be something going on that has attracted this uh, this entity it may be 
uh, you know, I don't know what your opinion is, but it could be attached to the land. We found that in many cases. And it waits for the next uh, meal to come along in the form of people who might, might be kind of negative. So what, what's your interpretation overall of what's going on here? Uh, you've kind of started to say that, but what... Uh yeah, I think we have a lot of a lot of different uh, emotional factors, you know, and you know, emotion crosses over through all you know um, existence and um, it, through the parallels. I mean, I think you know whether we have a mul- multiple series of homes, or, you know, that were destroyed, and that that might have something to tie into it. But um, you know, we, we have a family that has admitted to being dysfunctional since day one, um, and. You know, of course, they they tell stories of finding arrowheads when they moved onto the property and things like that. And, um, but I don't necessarily believe <laughs> that that's always you can a bad find thing. Those anywhere in the winter, you know? Yeah, yeah. And me being part Native American, you know, it's it's not always a bad thing. But absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but I think they 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 do. They do have a uh, interest in the paranormal. They 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 are open to it. Um, they always have been. Their family through the generations have been open to it. So I think they're you know as you know like we pay attention to this, and it feeds it feeds into the whole process. But I I think there's just been a whole lot of emotional factors that have sent out waves, you know, and and uh, have attracted some of these some of these things. And maybe you know um, you know opening that door if you will, and then having this parasite come in and feeding off some of these emotions and these this dysfunction um and then like i said further exasperating the problem because here here we got a a man who became you know you know suicidal possibly and almost i mean they they caught him with the shotgun to his head in his mouth and they had to stop him from doing so um and and then you know the the mother the grandmother you know fearing that her husband was gonna you know Kill them all, you know, yeah, and kill yeah. kill himself because he was he was that that bad. And then after leaving the house was fine. But I think this entity's been there for a while, feeding off of them and and just bringing them down deeper and deeper and darker. And before I even you know get into this investigation, just on the ride over there, I could feel the darkness already. You know, yeah, and yeah. like you know, we we've been doing this long enough that you you get kind of tuned into the to the energies and and. Um, <clears throat> And this thing, I could feel a suicidal nature, and I, and I get a picture in my head of the, of the guy, and and I described him as soon as I I got to the house, and I said, "This is what I'm seeing." I got right down to the small thread of clothing he was wearing, to the way he combed his hair, the color hair, saying he was suicidal, and they said, the 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 current owner said, "That's my father. You're describing yeah. my father," yeah. and and then of course we get this. EVP in the uh, in the room upstairs of this gun clicking and the cocking and the and everything and the gunshot and she said my father used to go up there and and do this when he was angry he did yeah. that all the time she goes that is the exact sound she goes that what you captured is my father up there okay well we have a recording of that and just and for anyone who doesn't understand what an EVP is it, it stands for electronic voice phenomena it's it's a big thing in paranormal investigations today uh, I have my own opinions on it however uh shane seems to be really good at capturing these and uh can we just uh we'll just play it uh right now now that's playing over and over again it wasn't repeated like that was it? now did you hear that with the naked ear so to speak when you recorded that no, we, we we actually in one of the visits I was hearing a gun cocking with my own ear and it was in, it was very distant. But that that particular day we did not. And what I 
what I just recently found out going over, uh, over over one of our digital infrared cameras was that was at actually on the other end of the, up, the upstairs level, and it caught the same exact noises. Um, and, and, of course, it, it sounded like it was at the other end. So, uh, for instance, the, the audio recorder that... Uh, captured that that sound that you just played. That that was actually the gunshot, followed by a, a gun being cocked. Yeah. Um, that was the second capture that we 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 got. But the um, <clears throat> that audio recorder was in the in one room. The digital recorder was in on the other side. That audio recorder sounded like it was picking up something that was being done right next to it. Whereas the digital um, camcorder, the infrared camcorder on the other side of the house, sounded, it, it sounded like it was coming from down the hall on the other side of the house. So it really did place it as far as location is where it was taking place yeah. um, quite well. Um, uh, wh- why don't I play that first one then? It must, have been, it must be this one. And... One more time. Now, to start that one off, we captured a voice. Now, these recorders were in a room that nobody was allowed in. You know, we were all downstairs. We were all quiet. Um, I went over, you know, protocol with them, and and we were all quiet. These recorders were not set on a a high... um, Sensitivity. They were on a very low sensitivity, so they would only pick up things that were in the near vicinity. Um, but when I played it back, I could I, you hear a voice say, "You know, whisper, who is it?" And then, um, and then the gun starts clicking. Um, yeah. And in, in, we probably can't hear it over the radio um, being played, but there's there's a heavy breath in between the last two gun guns being cocked. Okay, uh, let's. Go back to the beginning with this. All right. Now, the usual interpretation of this kind of thing, you know, aside from anything else, is uh, the so-called residual haunting. That somehow, but by process or processes unknown, a historical event, um, or sometimes I find future events, uh, get recorded somehow on the environment. Now, I, I was one of the early advocates of that, but I. Starting in the late, late 70s, I, I didn't think it was good enough. It didn't really explain a lot, really. It was just something people, I, I thought, would cling to because they didn't have any other explanation. In my opinion, with things like this, you're hearing the actual guy on the actual, at the actual event actually doing what he's doing in the recording because it's a time slip. I suppose you could call it that. That doesn't quite do it either. But a, a parallel world where he's still... Exists right. is still doing that is is overlapping with our consciousness and in my opinion that's what's what's happening but be that as it which in a way makes it more immediate and makes it kind of a more concern um, so what, what um, you said that things began things like this began to happen to you as soon as you kind of walked in the door Could oh you, immediately uh, which is rare it is rare uh, yeah yeah normally you know it, it, at least 20 minutes and sometimes an hour and sometimes nothing at all and actually sometimes a day time, or two in my case yeah I'm I mean, just yeah. slower than you are I guess Shane <laughs> no most of the time on most of these cases of course we've done thousands of these things and, and uh, sometimes we go there and nothing ever happens but um, uh, and it becomes you know you never take it for granted and, and I love doing it I have such a passion for it but sometimes it, you know you, you kind of do fall into a bit of a routine because you, you do so many in a row that are just like you know 
one another and and um but as soon as we walked into this house I mean, within the first, not even the first minute, I walked in, I asked to, to walk in first, and I walked through the dining area into the kitchen, and then the family walked in behind me, and my wife walked in last. My wife, is, she works in law, everything has to be exact, everything has to be spelled out. Sounds like my wife. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't exaggerate, she doesn't jump to conclusions, it has to be absolutely 100 percent factual in her head for her to even consider talking about it and and so she walked in last and she came over to me and and she says you know and she knows we don't we try not to startle the the, the client or whatever or, the, or our friends that we visit um by you know saying too many things in front of them sometimes because you know the whole fear thing we don't right, we don't right. try to add to it but she said she goes there was a man right next to me in that living room which when you walk in there's a little entryway there's a staircase in front of you that goes upstairs there's a living room to the left the dining room to the right and then that, the dining room goes into the kitchen to the back and she goes there was a man just talking right in that room right next to me and she goes I'm not kidding she goes I heard it plain as day and then we walked into the into the kitchen and I was, you know, I was, I had my bag up on the counter of the kitchen and I was, I was going through it, gathering some stuff like a notebook so we could start taking notes and what, whatever. And, and, um, she was looking over my shoulder towards the other side of the house. And, um, on the other side of the kitchen, there's like a little bathroom, the cellar, uh, door and, a, and the master bedroom. And she said there was, she, she said there was a large disc discharge of light that just shot through that little area oh that's and, interesting yeah and and she was you know she goes i'm very sure of this um i said but and, and then she goes oh I, oh no i told i said well there's there's doors over there she goes oh oh okay and then we walked over and all the doors are closed and the lights are off it, one goes to the basement she goes no she goes it, it didn't come from anywhere else she, it was airborne and it was it was large we've seen that same discharge in that same area um or you know, not the same exact area, but within the kitchen, in that bedroom, in that entryway of the bathroom, in the in the closet. I mean, the, the cellar. Every visit that we've we've gone there, and and it's been seen by multiple individuals. Is, um, is it? Uh, well, see, I've seen what I believe are parasites on several occasions, of course, over the years, and and they they're almost like plasma beings, or at least that's how they come across. Almost like lightning with arms and legs. Is that what that looked like? There was a blob. It was just uh, just a blob, you know, not like these, you know, these dust particles that we see on these TV shows that are reflecting flashes or yeah. infrared signals. This was airborne. This was like a, a light mass just shooting through. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, it, like I said, it, it was it was it's been seen by pretty much everybody that's been in this house during these investigations. Sometimes we interpret those as world boundaries, not as entities. Because I, I don't know, again, that, that she, your bailiff, you were there. Uh, what, do you feel that there's more than one parasite involved here? <clears throat> no, I think there's one parasite. I think okay. we have, like, like you said, you know, time slips if we want to describe it as that. But I'm thinking uh, the the way it, you know, I would diagnose it is is just like you said. Is there are emotional time slips almost these strong emotions that are crossing over in, into our existence and and I, I think that's the, the you know the gunshot the clicking you know this guy was just really angry and self-loathing and, and he's up in his room you know possibly homicidal and, and suicidal and and um so i think these strong emotions are crossing over and 
through the parallels into ours. Um, <clears throat> but I, I do believe there's one specific uh, nasty entity in, in this in this house that is very intelligent. This thing's been playing games since the beginning of this investigation, and um, the, one, uh, right on our first visit. Every time I go upstairs, now, if, if you try to envision this, please, you walk up the stairs, there's a, there's a wall to the right that is just the exterior. There's, there's, it doesn't go anywhere. And then <clears throat> right in front of you when you get to the top of the stairs, it, it's, it's a little walkway, probably about three foot wide, and then there's a doorway in front of you. That goes into the, the bedroom where all this gun activity was taking place. If you turn, you have to turn left, then turn left again, there's a hallway there. So you're facing the opposite direction to go to the front of the house. This this hallway is probably, you know, it's real tight, three foot wide. The roof line actually comes up alongside your head, so you have to squeeze against that wall in order to not bump your head on the on the roof line. Um, and then it goes into a front bedroom. Now, every time I, I walked up these stairs, I, I could feel and see a dark entity right at that corner, and it would bolt. It would run away from me, as they always do. Um, you know, they, they pick on everybody else, but when there's somebody there educated and knows how to deal with them, they run away. Exactly. Like cowards. And, and that thing kept bolting into the front bedroom and, believe it, going into the closet. And so I told them that, and, you know, I think they heard me, but they, they didn't understand how, how much, you know, this is not just I think, this is I know. And, and so I, I set up a motion detector in, in the hallway, and I said, watch this. I started walking up the stairs. I got four feet from from that turning that corner, so it's a solid wall all the way up. And I was four feet from even going on the other side of, of that hallway, or from breaking the the, the plane of the wall, um, and getting within view of this motion detector. And I got, like I said, four foot up, and I felt I hadn't seen this thing bolt again, and it set that motion detector off. You know, well, 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 real loud. They're like, yeah, what was that? Yeah. I said, I, I told you, this thing, it's running from me, and it's running to that front room. <clears throat> yeah, well, well, we're, we're going to take a break now, Shane, though, but this, this is really great. We're going to come right back, and I've got a few questions for you uh, to extrapolate on what you've been saying. And you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WON 1240 AM in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. We'll be right back with our guest, Shane Searway. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Greg Bell, the host of Wind Radio Was. I'm Mortimer. Bill. Is that you under that blindfold? Bill. With this thing on, I can't see who I am. No, I imagine not. Can't you see anything at all under that blindfold? On a clear day, I can see the blindfold. You can. Yeah. Wind Radio Was. Shows from the past for today's imaginations. Wind Radio Was airs Monday through Friday right here on ON 1240 Radio at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. And we just wanted to remind you about two charities, a number of charities Ben and I have adopted. One is USA Cares, and it provides financial and advocacy assistance to post-9-11 active duty U.S. military service personnel, veterans, and their families. They do a lot of great things. If these if these good folks, these heroes, are short of money for the mortgage or something, out goes a check. And uh, we would like you to check that out yourself, usacares.org. Also, Canadian Veterans Advocacy. Uh, Marvelous uh, situation there, an uh, organization there in Canada, which, as you know, has been with us uh, shoulder to shoulder in Afghanistan since the beginning of the war on terror. And uh, they have their, their veterans' issues, too. So uh, CanadianVeteransAdvocacy.org, uh, they deserve your support and attention. So check that out. Okay. Uh, what? 
<laughs> reintroduce us. Oh, right, 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 right. I was wondering why you pointed at me. <laughs> you're in trouble now. Yeah, you're, you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on W O O N twelve forty AM radio. Our guest this evening, Shane Searway, uh, hang, hanging out with us, in, and we're talking of his latest case, which is in uh, oh, I can't remember where in Mass- Pepperell, town. Massachusetts. Pepperell. I knew I knew it was a fun name to say, sort of yeah. Levenster. <laughs> That's a very fun name to say as yeah. well. But anyway, we are continuing with our conversation. So Shane. Take it away. Well, actually, I had a couple of questions for Oh, right. Not yeah, to step on away. your lines. Okay. <laughs> yeah, take it away. All right, there are a couple of things that I noticed with this that, that again, is uh, unfortunately rather common. Uh, one is that you've got an entity that apparently has been preying upon or even farming the same family for generations. I've run into that, and it can be That's very... That's a great word for it. Exactly yeah. what it's doing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, and also, uh, you have people moving in, particularly the males, moving in, and their personalities are affected. I've seen that many times. Uh, it can be very, very bad, because these things will not only just sit there and feed upon the negative stuff you bring in, they will push buttons and make you feel negative, too, sometimes. And it's really very... Very bad. It, it can be very difficult to deal with. One thing I may know, I noticed too, uh, uh, from what you've described, is a t- another typical situation that you have, perhaps one of the um, what I refer to as sort of one of the top shelf or upper echelon species of parasites out of about the nine different species I've noticed over the years. They tend to be very wise, not in a good sense necessarily. They, uh, when you're in the presence of this thing, do you feel as I don't. I, I know how I feel in the presence of these things. Do you feel? What kind of life form do you feel? I, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you what I feel after you describe yours, because maybe it's the same. Um, well, this this one in particular. I mean, I have I have not been able to fully, you know, encounter it. I've, I've tried, but like I said, it keeps running from me. But it's, yeah, it, they, it's they are just, kind of cowards in the end. It is pure darkness, and in, in, I mean, I can you could feel it with every ounce of your being. Um, this this is one that I haven't felt this strong in quite some time. Yeah, um, no, that, that's familiar to me. I I, I think of them as, as almost uh, alien at the risk of misunderstanding, or maybe not misunderstanding. I've noticed uh, they just seem uh, sterile. They're not without life, but almost lifeless. And I think of the traditions of our, uh, particularly the uh, Europeans and the Middle Eastern people, about life-sucking ghosts, which is how the ancient... Uh, Babylonians described them, and one wonders: uh, Are these life-sucking ghosts the the actual f- sources of our legends about vampires? Uh, the darkness uh, that you describe it comes through in folklore as well. I mean, people throughout history have experienced these entities. They do feed on us. They don't see. I don't know. It's a, they seem to be physical because I've had physical confrontations with them, and you yourself have had a motion detector. How's the spirit? going to affect a motion detector. So I think that however much they are in our world, the more physical they can, they can be. I don't know. That, that's the way I've always seen it. Ben, do you have any thoughts? On, does this remind you of that Attleboro case at all? Uh, re- refresh me. Attleboro? Well, you, you did that one by yourself a couple of oh, years ago. that wasn't Attleboro. It was Foxborough. Foxborough. I beg your pardon. That's why I didn't know what go you were Pats. talking about. Go Pats. <laughs> okay. That's why I didn't know what you were talking about. I was like, Attleboro? Did I go to Attleboro? <laughs> anyway, um... 
Well, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to recall the case. I'm just. It's well, like, it was a real negative situation. Yeah, it was. It was extremely negative. I and mean, all the were, the some you were in there with the, a bunch the, of the son and his, there was uh, an older son who barricaded himself in his room. Did satanic stuff. Uh, the the, yeah, the occult behavior type, did seem to be uh, negative. Uh, occult type things. And um, uh, I'm trying to think. What else was going on in that case? It was just it was just a really bad situation. Yeah, wasn't it wasn't as as uh, straightforward as this one was though because no no well it was kind of straightforward. Yeah, I mean all you had to do was just really kick the sun out and bam probably would have been uh, hunky dory. Yeah, well I have I haven't heard any updates myself. What's going on? So now another thing that concerns us, Shane, is that you've got the place being renovated and they're going to rent it, and that's right. probably not. <laughs> yeah, if you have the right people in there. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, you might have less trouble, but I don't. So, what's your take on that? How are you proceeding with this? Um, well, <clears throat> we went in. They, they actually did have one tenant in there at one point who knew it was very, very haunted. She was experiencing many, many different things, but she, she still loved it. She didn't want to go, but unfortunately, she didn't have the means to to pay her rent. So she, yeah. she went in the rears, and they had to um, evict her. But um, they are looking to rent it out. They wanted to make, you know, get my take on if I thought it was suitable and and I told them there's no way to tell you right now we have to because we're so we're, we're responsible for maintaining the environment in which we live and then that's the same environment that either feeds these things or breeds these things so that's that's I'm not going to be able to tell them that until the, the new family gets in there um, they could be another dysfunctional family they could be somewhere on the edge that is driven, driven further you know into dysfunction by this entity or they could be a very positive family um, that might you know tell this thing hey there's no food here and then this thing's gonna bolt yeah so, well that, that's that's true uh, why, why don't we do the other um, mp3 that you sent a little bit earlier and this has some uh, you can tell us what it is oh the one I sent you today yeah okay yeah that one I was just going over tonight I got home a little early before uh, you're calling and I was going over some stuff, and I'll tell you, there's a, there's a lot there that we got on our last visit. Um, I was using a different recorder, one that's kind of very noisy, so I was having a hard time cleaning that static noise off of it. Um, but clearly, I was holding it in my hand. No, Nobody else had it, and everybody was in the room with me, and everybody was very silent. Um, <clears throat> there is... It's like two syllables. It almost sounds like kill me or, you know, I don't want to. It's like looking at the clouds sometimes, you know, with these EVPs. And, uh, but you know, it, it almost sounds like it says kill me and then there's like a grunt um, a, a couple times. Yeah. And That's then there's a loud, a really deep growl. Yeah. And that that was not heard by anybody's ear. Um, the, the recorder I, I was using is um, quite good at picking up um things that you don't hear with your own ear but um and and i'm familiar enough with them and experienced enough with them and that that type of growl yeah <laughs> i have never gotten it with that recorder so it's not something that's like some kind of you know di digital artifact or something you know mm. it's uh, um this was definitely unique to this this investigation okay um let's um play that then can you yeah, I, I, that's what, yeah, it's, it's, fine. it's ready. It's, it's okay, ready, so, yes. uh, Ben's the producer tonight. I don't know when he bought the electronics around you should, this. You place. should have faith in me. <laughs> I do, I do. Just, uh. Is that it? <laughs> 
yeah, it's. Uh, are we putting that through? Yeah, yeah just I, I can barely hear it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can barely hear it on my end too. Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe there's some way to. Well, well, we, I, we I can. I know what to do. I, oh, I, I, fig- I got to figure it out. There we go. Yeah, I can hear that. That sort of kind of a kind of a growl thing at the end. But I don't. I don't know. I, it, I'm not sure how. I don't know. I don't really. That. I don't trust EVPs because our minds like to take things and make sense out of them. Well, the earlier ones were. The, the other that, two were a little clearer with the gun. They were. They were much clearer. And yeah. as Shane, you already said that. I mean, the mic wasn't as good quality, and you couldn't. And you tried to clean it up as best you could. So. Yeah. Well. So, but again, these things are all. You know, they all fit maybe as a piece of the puzzle. But the real telling uh, aspects of the case are determined by the people who are experiencing it. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then, like I said, this this entity that, that's there, you know, if, if it wasn't so obvious that it, was, it wasn't a dark entity, you know, um, that growling wouldn't, you know, be maybe something I brush off, but um, it's, it's definitely um, in line with the behavior of this thing, and, um, you know, especially it's a late to latch on to this... Um, the, the, the third generation daughter now after her father moved out after the divorce and this thing latched on to, to her and now it's you know with, with it followed her actually they moved out and it followed her to um, their air uh, place they, they moved yeah, to air Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Yeah. yes yeah. and um, and it followed her there and then now that she has she's had her, a newborn baby and with her her fiance they named the the, the baby after her her fiance's grandfather and they feel as though and they've actually seen um different uh, like a presence and they they believe it's the grandfather watching over and they've My had no brother. no pro- problems in their new home in westford massachusetts so um but whenever they do go to this this you know the old home in uh, pepperell things start acting up again so uh, she's going to try to <laughs> stay out of there but the approach of the i mean this thing has no human compassion it's it's definitely no, it's not human <laughs> right exactly and and so i think what the, the treatment for is going to have to be you know right now for her and then when if if the new family moves in and they're experiencing any you know cer- certain types of things especially if it's negative then we'll we'll treat them and they're their family and their environment, but for right now, uh, with the with the third generation daughter that's experiencing the attachment right now, I think I think we're going to have to get into in order to treat it, we have to treat the, the 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 living, you know, us. We have to treat the person that's being affected and and get her in in a, in a situation where she can stop giving this thing what it needs. And so I think we're gonna there's going to be some psychological components we're going to need to address. Um, <clears throat> And and then you know, in education, we that's how I, I, I I'm very um, been very successful educating the people I've I've helped in the past yeah. with what to do, what not to do, how the how the mechanics work of this whole thing, especially the parasites, and you give them the proper education, and if they apply it, the thing goes away. So yeah, exactly. Um, if if you know. If you if you know what's going on, you don't. First of all, you don't have to be afraid of it, and then you can deal with it. Exactly. And it's, that can be difficult because you people. Uh, we have the case in Maine. I mean, the, the guy was then, as you recall, it was he determined what this was, and he was taking. He was all excited about it, and 
didn't particularly want to hear our approach. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's the thing. It was, she was just sort of giving attention to it, which is what it wanted, and he yeah, was sort right. of egging it on because he was like, yeah, I can milk this. Yeah, but it sounds like, yeah, Shane, you got one that's following this family here, and that that's, uh, I don't envy you, that's a difficult situation. Let's go back to that gunshot. Did you, now, according to the, was it the grandmother who said that, um, or, or the mother who said that her father had been this grandfather who was fooling around with a shotgun um, and actually fired it at one point or more? Yes, it shot the house, shot a hole through the house. Did um, you see any evidence of this of this damage? Or no, she did Maybe it had been fixed, I don't know. Yeah, it had been fixed years ago, but she did show me where the gunshot went through the house, okay. um, uh, right near the uh, bathroom downstairs. And actually, that, that same spot, whether it's coincidence if, if he used that as a, as a target or not, but that... That area is uh, is the, one of the centers of the of every all the activity. Okay. Is, yeah. It's it's almost like that that area there, and then the area up above it on the second floor. Those two areas in the same location, just up and down, um, are uh, that's where everything starts right there. See, uh, I just uh, wh- whatever advice we can give you, I would suggest paying close attention to whoever moves in. There, because I'm thinking Ben of this case in Providence. Uh, remember a few years back? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, we brought uh, our cousin along. Yeah, yeah. the um, the first cousin. Matter of fact, the fellow who was indirectly responsible for getting you involved in this, because I wanted to see if blood relatives had the same <laughs> reactions to paranormal situations. Thanks, Marshall. Okay. Anyway, uh, so we were in. in it was a, I guess a, a very lovely three, well, three apartment house in uh, a historic area of Providence. And the owner, very positive people. The, oh yeah, a couple who owned the place. It was so nice. They said everybody who moved in there to the to that house across the the way from them um, had you know their lives fell apart. Oh yeah, there was that one woman who worked at a bank and she was really really successful and then she moved in and she lost everything. <laughs> yeah, and now of course you know when that happens once, even twice, okay. Well, oh, you know, but, but there, it, was, it was three it was times multiple, that I can remember, multiple, multiple times. times. Yeah. And we, you especially, were able to trace uh, an entity. It was sort of a pass-through kind of thing. It didn't seem like it was resident there, but it seemed it was it was coming through. And it, this surprised me because I haven't often run into this. There's uh, is there any uh, sort of come and go kind of place? Although th- this one seems to be attached to the family. Any sort of uh, you mentioned this uh, center being where this uh, this gunshot occurred uh, in the area of a bathroom, which of course has water and. Conducts electromagnetic fields, Shane. What um, uh, sort of, if you, I suppose, for lack of a better term, portals or doors or whatever? Have you identified anything besides that one? Yeah, no, that would be the one. It, it, okay, um, the entryway between the. It, it, right through the center of the house, basically, um, right through the stair, whether, uh, right in front of the, each stair um, case and each, whether it's the cellar all the way up through to the top floor, yeah. uh, just to the left of the top staircase. So, okay. um, that, that, that's, that would be the open door, the portal, however we want to say it. Because that seemed to be what happened in Providence. Uh, there was mm-hmm. that, uh, this kind of surprise, this is kind of weird for me, but that gargoyle, as, as they're called, they're, they're the works of art faces that can be very benign to look at but they hang on the walls and I've yeah I mean it makes you wonder why they're outside like cathedrals and things <laughs> well you know why because they I looked into that because they um, they, they face away from a building to keep well, they, well they, the, the, the parlance is to keep evil spirits away you know mm. and uh, we found one in that basement that and this isn't something I would have looked for but you found it 
and it was um, that seemed to be the center of where this this thing was coming through. And yeah, it was we, really weird. It we was got kinda, rid it of was really it. Really creepy looking. And as far as I heard, have heard since they they didn't have too much uh, too much trouble beyond. That. Yeah, I haven't heard from them in a long time. No, well, yeah. that's usually a good sign. That is usually so, a good sign. <laughs> so anyway, Shane, uh, I, what are we? Okay, we're coming up kind of on. Yeah, uh, we we still have about twelve minutes. Oh, okay, all right, a little less. Do you have any questions for Shane on this? I mean, it seems uh, pretty straightforward to me. I don't envy him having to deal with it. Well, he, he already. I, I was actually going to ask a question how you were going to go about, uh, for lack of better words, fixing it, but you already sort of mentioned that. Uh, what kind of uh, uh, psychological treatment were you thinking? Uh, well, I think, for, well, for the, for the family move in, we're going to see how that, what kind of type of family they have and um, that, that move in and, and what takes place and if I even need to go in. Uh, but as far as with the one that's being affected now, I think in, this is going to go out to anybody who thinks they might be experiencing a, a parasite or a negative entity um, these things feed off of fear and and fear can be started like any, for any reason in our life um, a lot of us live in fear constantly of everything of failure of this or that yep. it's a negative emotion so it's important to to remember one thing we we normally you know in that, in that fear also breeds self-loathing you know it in the self-loathing is usually because we're not doing the things that we need to be doing in our life we're not going after our dreams our our passions so keep track of you know what where you want to go in life and go after it full force you know because if 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 you don't you're gonna we sometimes we fall into that negative that self-loathing we're disgusted with ourselves because we're not being who we need to be mm. and, and next thing you know you know <clears throat> we're living in fear of everything and <clears throat> so you know, stick stick with your your goals, your dreams, and go after them. And this this will probably never happen to you. But uh, when you get down into a dark place and you're living in this fear, fear of you know uh, of everything in, in in this world, you you become a target to these things, and then they, they're going to make you fear them. And it just escalates and goes further and further and further. So it's always important to stay positive in life and everything. Have goals and and achieve them. Go after them. Yeah, no, that, that's well put. Those are great. Great words right there. Yeah, it's, it's a very all, good summarization. <laughs> all all positive energy, you know, and and keep. Uh, and, and another thing I tell people too is, and I know I know you do too, Shane. Is when you have a family, uh, you know, stick together. Tell your loved ones that you love them. Don't wait, you know, and just keep that positive spirit and a humor, faith, anything that's good. Humor is very important. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know, right now, sometimes with these parasites, is you know, we say we don't. With, with certain people, and th- these are the toughest cases to treat. And is we say we don't want it there. We say we don't want it to, to be attached to us. We're afraid that it might affect our children or attach to our children. But sometimes people they they submit to being a victim. It's it's they almost do. A, yes, yeah. and and that that's so wrong. And usually when they do, it's because that's what they expect. They expect failure from themselves. They expect n- negative things in their life. And that's why I say we can't live in that fear. We can't live with that mindset. We have to be positive all the time. And and you know and and I think right now I think there's going to be a little bit of um you know uh, spiritual you know cleansing with 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 the person being affected right now and I think uh, we're off to a good start so far and I I see good things for you know in the future. Well, that's good. Uh, with these upper echelon entities, uh, I've, I've seen them fight back in in the sense that they if if they can't victimize one person they'll move on to someone else in the family and i know you're aware of that and we'll be able to uh to take care of that 
Well, that's extremely interesting. Uh, what else are you working on? We got a few more. What else are you working on? And where can people find out more about you at your website and stuff? Yeah, trugos.com, T-R-U-E-G-H-O-S-T.com. Um, and like, like, like I say on the website, I'm not a website. I'm not there to post all kinds of stuff. I'm, I'm a researcher, and that's what I dedicate myself to is, is helping people. So um, there's some information about myself and how to get a hold of me. And, you know, if you need me, I'll be there as soon as I can. Um, but that's 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 my passion. That's that's why I'm here. I'm I'm here to you know help people, and that's my my goal, my purpose. Well, that's excellent. And and we almost never endorse anyone. And uh, I would say, because we know him so well, Shane is is a is a good guy, and uh, you pretty much can't go wrong if you mm. stick with Shane. I give you a little stamp, stamp yeah. of approval. Well, for what it's worth, <laughs> anyway. Okay. Shane, thank you so much. Um, will we see you in Lemonster on October 26th, do you think? Absolutely. Okay, that's the first New England UFO conference, which, believe it or not, can be related to some of these things. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all uh, connected. Absolutely. Yep. Shane, just keep us posted on that. Uh, we'll be praying for you, my friend. And uh, you're doing it. Sounds like you're, you got it well in hand. And uh, bless these, these people who, who are going through this. Oh, yeah. All too many people do. All right, you guys have a great night. You Very too. Very good. Thank you. All right, All right bye-bye. Okay. Shane Searway, everybody, trueghost.com. I think he's probably about the only paranormal investigator I can think of we actually... I like him. I like him too. Yeah, he's a very he's a very nice guy. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's not just that he's very capable. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, yeah, as I say, I met him at a case here in Woonsocket a uh, number of years ago, back in the 90s. And the person had called in both of us something I didn't particularly appreciate, but he, there he was sitting in the car waiting for the time, and I went over and introduced myself, and we, we just, he gets it. He mm. got it from the beginning, and he gets it now, and that's really unusual. And, of course, you can see the results. Indeed. All right, well, just a reminder that we will have a drawing on our Monday, October 7th show, one week from today, for two free family packs of four tickets each to the first New England UFO conference in Lemonster, Massachusetts on Saturday, October 26th. That's what we just talked about with Shane. Among the speakers will be some of the UFO experts who are regulars on our show, Stan Friedman, Kathleen Martin, Peter Robbins, among others. And uh, Ben and I will host the UFO movie venue. We'll interview speakers before a live audience between films and we'll present a program of our own on UFOs and the paranormal after dinner. Do we know what movies we're going to be presenting? I just asked the organizer, Steve Fermani, that today. Yeah, I was going to ask, are we going to be like presenting like This Island Earth or things like that? Well, some of the old classics, and I thought that perhaps you and, and maybe your brother Jonathan, who's <laughs> kind of an expert on those things, would I be I hope they play Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> or, we could, or we could be like um, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, three God. Sit up <laughs> and make uh, wisecracks during the whole thing. Yeah, that's what we'll be known for. <laughs> well, I hope not, but no, then no. Can, <laughs> that can be entertaining. Uh, anyway, we will uh, present a program of our own after dinner. Uh, for tickets, in case you don't win the contest, visit uh, neufoconference.vpweb.com. Uh, there is a link on our show homepage to that site. And uh, it's going to be a great day, and uh, you can come meet us. Uh, we ourselves will be there the whole day, uh, as I say, doing oh, yeah. this. So th- this is the UFO venue, I guess, is going to be above the main hall in the city hall in Lemonster. That's where this is going to occur. Right. But uh, all yeah, the hotel very, rooms very are booked. Nice we had trouble getting a room. Uh, we only live an hour away, but we don't do morning, so we're, we're going to go up Friday night. <laughs> we, we're not morning people here. No, no. All right. And to enter the contest, just send an email to uh, paul at com or drop us a snail mail 
at Behind the Paranormal Care of WON 1240 AM, 985 Park Avenue, Winsocket, Rhode Island, 02895. Please include your name, address, phone number, and email address. Uh, please remember the drawing is only for the tickets. Again, that is, the drawing is only for the tickets. It does not provide transportation or accommodations. And again, the drawing will take place on the air one week from tonight on Monday, October 7th at uh, 6.45 p.m. Eastern Time. Almost exactly to a week, little little less, right. little less now. And one of our uh, guests that evening will be Bob Schroeder, one of the speakers at the uh, mathematician and uh, really interesting fellow. His name's Schroeder. Bob Schroeder. Bob. Schroeder. You met him, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I take I I remember faces. I don't really remember names. I'm well, you think you're the one who's sixty I'm years old? I'm so I don't know why. I'm just terrible at remembering names. Well, you're a busy fellow. I guess, yeah. Right. Now on November tenth. For some reason, I was saying December 8th, but it's November 10th. We are scheduled to do our 500th show, and that will be right here. Uh, uh, that will not be right here. That will be our CBS uh, show on, on uh, Sunday evenings, uh, which you would around here probably have to get on a computer or your iPhone. Right, unless uh, you have an HD radio. Yeah, they can get the WBMX in Boston. But anyway, Indeed. Uh, we'd like to hear your suggestions for what you'd like us to do on that show. Uh, the prevailing opinion right now is people would like us to do... A wrap-up of our best shows since our debut in 2008. Thanks a lot. That's that's the most work that <laughs> any script can take. I know. <laughs> and uh, maybe even do some clips. But we'll, we're going to try to get on that and see if we can't get that done for you. So, uh, again, let us know your opinion on that on Behind the Paranormal show page or on Facebook. Or drop us an email at paul at behindtheparanormal.com or ben at behindtheparanormal.com or the snail mail address that Ben uh, mentioned uh, before. And uh, we had a great evening on September 25th at the uh, Harris Public Library here in uh, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. A big crowd. We had a big crowd, I should say, and uh, many, many great questions. And thanks to all of you who came, by the way. And uh, on uh, October 23rd, we will be speaking at the Lincoln Public Library in Lincoln, Rhode Island. And that is free and no registration is required. And you can find my books on Barnes & Noble Nook, e-reader, and Amazon Kindle, also Amazon.com. And because so many have requested it, we are working on an audiobook project for that. And for the book Ben and I are currently working on Cosmic Journey Behind the Paranormal. Stay then we can lull you to sleep with our soothing voices talking. Oh, great. <laughs> All right, yeah, and you can visit our website, uh, BehindTheParanormal.com, where you can find over 500 free podcasts of past shows. Also, check out our site at www.NewEnglandGhosts.com, where there are case studies and photos, along with articles by my dad. Okay, and uh, on our CBS Radio Edition on Sunday, October 6th in Boston, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Windsor, and Seattle, Vancouver, we will welcome back cultural anthropologist William Gladstone for a look at the power of the Twelve. I'm not going to tell you what that is. You have to listen. Great. Uh, and uh, next week, October 7th, uh, we are right here on WON 1240 AM. We will uh, welcome mathematician aerospace engineer Bob Schroeder uh, uh, for a look at the physics of the paranormal. So get your questions to us at paulatbehindtheparanormal.com or you can uh, check us out on Facebook and you can ask questions via that Facebook page. Okay, and also Bob will be a speaker at the New England UFO Conference. Are we ready for the quote? Okay. We leave you this evening with some wisdom from American scientist and explorer Sylvia Earle. I find the lure of the unknown irresistible. I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno, and thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we shall see you next time. 
return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.